Shalom, shalom, everybody. Welcome back to another Pulse of Israel, Israel at War update here in the center of Jerusalem, like literally the center of Jerusalem. Awesome. It's so good being back home in our ancestral capital. And again, connecting to the Hanukkah story, the Maccabees, thousands of years ago, liberated Jerusalem, liberated the, tent the Temple Mount, and rededicated the Temple and the usage of the Temple. May we, Jews, today liberate our homeland from the evil that we're dealing with, which includes liberating Jerusalem, not from our enemies, but from the mindset that someone could even claim that Jerusalem doesn't belong to us, that the Temple Mount doesn't belong to us, that we can't rebuild our temple. May we, modern Maccabees today, everyone forgive me, they, we have a center of Jerusalem, we have a ambulance driving by all right making some noise all right but may we merit in our generation for our generation of modern Maccabees not just to beat and destroy our enemies but for our modern Maccabees to liberate the Temple Mount and prepare the Jewish people for the rebuilding of our temple did you know that they call or who's they that Hamas calls this war the Al-Aqsa flood Right? They attacked from Gaza, right? They murdered, they infiltrated, murdered, massacred, mutilated, beheaded over a thousand innocent Jews. And yet they call this war the Al-Aqsa flood. Al-Aqsa, again, it's short of Hebrew, of, of, Beit, of, of Beit HaMikdash. Their focus is Jerusalem. Jews wake up. Our enemy's focus is Jerusalem. Our enemy's focus is the Temple Mount, taking away what belongs to us, what belongs to the Jewish people for thousands of years. That's what it's about. It's not about Gaza. It's not about Judea and Samaria. It's about stealing everything from us, all our holy places, our holy city, our holy Temple Mount. So it's up to us Jews to reclaim. There's nothing wrong in saying, yes, we want to rebuild our temple. We're Jews. We're supposed to. Every day in our prayers, we talk about rebuilding our temple. Let's talk about it. Let's make it happen. Hanukkah holiday was re-liberated the Temple Mount to, re to, to start worshiping in our temple again. So let's do that, Jews. Come on. Here we go. We have the yellow, um, yellow ribbon about returning, freeing our captives in Gaza. So let's talk about a few issues about this war. First of all, unfortunately, we've lost some more soldiers. With each day, we're losing more soldiers. I know of one incident, a number of soldiers were just killed, I think, this morning or yesterday, booby-trapped bombs in a school, right? Hamas booby-trapped bombs in a school. And when we lost our soldiers walking through a school, searching, chasing Hamas evil terrorists in a school, right? And again, I don't know exactly which school, but the education system in Gaza was basically run and financed by UNRWA, United Nations. So there you go. The United Nations accomplice to the murder of Israeli soldiers. That's our reality. And, and again, U.S. taxpayer money, European taxpayer money, all go, going towards the educating children to want to kill Jews and die as martyrs. Genocide, the genocidal culture educated by the United Nations with international funding. Now, the outrage in the war, if you look at the papers the past few days, it's not about what Hamas has done. It's not about the immoral 
funding of genocide by Western nations, by uh, UNRWA, uh, of the massacre, of the murder, of the rapings. No. What's the outrage about the war right now? It's about how the IDF stripped down Hamas terrorists who surrendered. That's the outrage. That's how immoral the Western progressive world is that we're living in, that they have more outrage for the IDF stripping Hamas evil terrorists who were involved in murdering, massacring, beheading innocent Jews. That's where the outrage is. That's where the outrage is on college campuses. That's where the outrage is by the progressive uh, um, politicians, journalists. That's where the outrage is. There was no such outrage about the massacre of innocent Jews, the beheading of babies, of the taking of grandmothers to captivity and toddlers to captivity. No, no outrage about that. But there's an outrage in the Western world about Israel stripping down Hamas terrorists. And why do they strip down the Hamas terrorists? To ensure they have no bombs on their bodies. That's why they strip down. That's where the outrage is. It's insane. That's the reality we're dealing with today. Now I want to talk about another issue. The United Nations just had a vote. I don't know whether the vote was about condemning Israel or about an investigation into Israel. Whatever it is, it was a vote singling out Israel for condemnation or to be potentially investigated by the world. Really? Really, world? That Israel should be condemned? Israel should be investigated? Again, the immoral compass of humanity today. Thankfully, thankfully, and again, I give credit where credit is due. The United States used their veto, and they were the only vote against this horrendous vote of the United Nations. The only other country that held on to some morality was the British Kingdom, England. They abstained. They didn't vote against it, but they abstained. Everyone else in the vote voted for singling out and condemning slash investigating Israel. Can you imagine? The Jewish people just experienced the greatest massacre of Jews since the Holocaust. The world is not condemning the Arab Muslim world for supporting that. They're not condemning the Arab Muslim leaders of the world for remaining silent about it. They're not condemning UNRWA for educating children in Gaza and Judea and Samaria and Jerusalem to want to kill Jews and educating them towards genocide. No, 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 no. They are focusing on condemning Israel for defending ourselves. All right? That's vote number one I want to talk to you about. Vote number two I want to talk to you about actually doesn't have to do with the international community. It has to do with Israel. This is a vote where Israel's cabinet was supposed to, was supposed to vote, important, about whether to allow 20,000 Arab Muslims from Judea and Samaria to give them work permits and allow them into Israel to work and into Jewish communities in Judea and Samaria, right? Because since the war, they haven't been allowed to come in. Understand, in Israel today, many Israelis have woken up and realized that the Arab Muslims in our midst are a problem and a danger, and they're a, they're a Trojan horse fifth column. 
and they don't want to allow any Arabs back into Israel or into Jewish communities in Judea and Samaria, from Judea and Samaria, because we learned that in Gaza, the thousands and thousands of Gazans who had work permits to work in Israel acted as spies. They literally gave over information to Hamas what family lived in what house, how many children lived in each house, where the guns were, where everything is in the different Jewish communities on the outside of Gaza. And some of them even came in and, act, and, and looted and killed Jews, whether they worked for the Jews or they knew them or they knew the area. So, but little by little, Israelis have woken up and realized that uh, the Arab workers, they're a fifth column, they're a danger. And unfortunately, who are the people recommending the Israeli cabinet to allow these 20,000 Arab workers from Judea and Samaria to come in with work permits to Israel? The security experts, the intelligence experts, they are still in the October 6th mindset of thinking, oh, if we just bribe them with money and with letting them have jobs, then their economy's okay, then they won't use their terror against us. We'll be able to manage the conflict. These experts are still in the October 6th mindset, and we have to bring a new generation of leaders in Israel, of security leaders, of IDF leaders, of politicians, who are in the October 7th mindset, which is the, rea the reality mindset. What's the reality mindset? They are here to destroy the Jewish state of Israel. The War of Independence never ended. We're in the 76th year of the War of Independence with the Arab Muslim world still trying to destroy Israel. Whether it's from Qatar, whether it's from Iran, whether it's Syria, whether it's Egypt, whether it's Jordan. They all still want to destroy the Jewish state of Israel. So, and that mindset is the Arab Muslims in our midst, they are a fifth column and we have to be very careful. So thankfully, a subcommittee voted against allowing uh, these 20,000 Arab Muslims to come in from Judea and Samaria. And be, since Netanyahu saw he did not have the votes, he canceled the vote in the cabinet. So for now, I hope forever, but for now at least, that, uh, that vote has been pushed aside and there are going to be no Arab Muslim workers coming in from Judea and Samaria. In addition, not being allowed to come into villages and towns in, in Judea and Samaria. Not into all of Israel and not into Judea and Samaria. That is huge. That means we have a mindset of our leadership understanding the October 7th reality. No more the October 6th delusion of thinking, oh, if they just have money and jobs and they're able to put food on the table, then life will be fine with, uh, and we can manage the conflict. No, this conflict is not here to manage. This conflict is here to finally have a victory with the Jewish people victorious against our enemies, our Arab Muslim enemies who've been trying to destroy us and kill us even before the state of Israel came to exist, even before the Six Day War, before they were settlements in Judea and Samaria before they could label us as occupiers and apartheid all these lies and genocide all these lies no they've been trying to kill us and destroy us for over a hundred years and finally 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 we're having the people are waking up to this reality and um, and our leaders are little by little waking up waking up to this reality as well so those are two decisions to 
on the world stage and then in Israel that one show the immorality of the world and showing how here in Israel our people and some of our leaders are waking up to the reality against the immoral misconception of our reality that our leaders and security officials still today live according to. So those are the two issues I wanted to talk about and bring you up to speed today. Everyone pray, pray, pray for all of our soldiers. They are on the front line defending the whole freedom-loving world. It's not just Israel. Because understand this, if Israel would fall, the Islamic jihadi tsunami would take down the whole freedom-loving world like that. We are the front line. We, in our beautiful, amazing, biblical, ancestral, indigenous capital of Jerusalem, are the front line for the whole freedom-loving world. So everyone pray for our IDF soldiers because they are not just defending, and this includes my, my sons and the sons uh, of so many friends of mine and friends of mine, and I'm going back to reserve duty as well. We're not just defending ourselves and our families. We're defending all of you. So pray, pray, pray for all of our IDF, for all of our IDF soldiers. Signing off for another episode of Pulse of Israel. If you are not yet a subscriber, go to pulseofisrael.com and click the subscribe. And if you like our videos, go click on the donate button every once in a while on pulseofisrael.com so we have the funds to have these videos promoted to be seen by many more people. Shalom, everyone, and Chanukah Sameach. It's the, it's the holiday of the light, the holiday of the miracles. Shalom. Pulse of Israel, frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.